Before we begin today's story, I want to take a moment to talk about how you can support this show and the work being done with the project. Everything I do is in joyful service of the same goal, to help people connect with their shared lived experiences so that we may heal together from the inside out. Asking for money, or any help for that matter, is not something that comes naturally to me, especially when I have a paying job and people naturally might assume that I can keep up with the pace. So instead of burning myself out, I'm practicing what I preach and asking for the support I need to keep going. In order to justify the time it takes to write and produce this podcast and its accompanying newsletter, I'm asking for your support. Your subscription for $5 a month, and that's it, makes it all possible. If you're a free subscriber, you get my weekly story project newsletter and my What's Your Story podcast episodes for free delivered right to your inbox without doing anything at all. And it's important to me that everyone who wants access to my content can get it, regardless of their means. But if you're looking for something specific, more personal and connected, then upgrading your subscription for $5 a month is the way to do it. You get everything that I've already listed above, plus an added new layer of interactive features beyond the typical podcast offerings of ad-free listening, such as full access to my regular subscriber Q&As, where each week I answer a handful of reader questions about mental and physical health, as well as share some of the deeper details from the stories you hear right here on the podcast. You get periodic Google Meet Hangouts with me, bonus episodes of this podcast, and the ability to pitch stories and or ideas for the newsletter. Not to mention access to my full archive of content and other fun extras like live chat sessions and more. Buckle up, because becoming a paid member of this newsletter and its accompanying podcast is now the best way to support my content and to become a more active part of the storyteller community. And even without using any of the new features I listed, becoming a paid subscriber means that you're committing to helping me grow this platform and share stories in order to bring people closer together and collectively heal from whatever troubles us. Have you ever visited a human psychic? I haven't either, but I once had a tarot card reading. It was a lot of fun, in large part because I did it as part of my job, so it was free, and otherwise, it would have been like 80 bucks. It was mostly a lot of compliments. The tarot reader said that I was strong and a confident man, that I was working on something that would change my life forever, that the only thing standing in my way was my own self-doubt something I knew and still know, and that I had a strong presence in my life that supported me emotionally, inspired me creatively. At the time, I was curious about why that last one didn't seem to resonate, as the rest of the compliments seemed clearly dead on. And thinking about it since, I guess it's because I was trying to pin the description on a human. Maybe the cards were instead sensing a beloved cat in my life, Calvin. That feels more correct. Our first mystical connection. I guess the compliments were true then. It's obvious why someone might be tempted to turn to a communicator in order to talk their beloved animal, even if that person is otherwise reasonable. It's terribly hard to share a life with a close friend with whom you are unable to speak. It would be nice to find out at least a few basic things. Are they okay? Are they happy? Do they like you? Would they rather have had the green giraffe toy with the squeaky butt? Or are they okay with the purple elephant toy with the squeaky trunk? Do they feel safe? Do they know how much you love them? Are they happy? 
Are they happy? Please, God, just tell me this. Are they happy? Jennifer, our storyteller this week, had those same questions and not only wanted those answers for herself, she wanted to provide those answers for others who had lost a dear pet. So from Fragile Moments and Not Today Media, I'm your host, JD, and this is story number 45 of the What's Your Story podcast, Intuition-Based Communication. My name is Jennifer and I talk with animals. I'm an animal communicator and I talk with animals using telepathy. That might be a little bit woo-woo for some people, but I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. That's okay. Um, my story starts uh, with a lifetime of depression and uh, also over 20 years of prescription opioid dependence. And in 2012, I moved home to help take care of my stepdad, who has ALS. And we it took two of us 24-7 to take care of him. Um, it was a lot of work. It was a very regimented schedule. And when he passed away about a year and a half later, we suddenly had absolutely nothing to do. And I spent an awful lot of time in bed watching TV like 23 hours a day or more. And it took me almost a year to realize how depressed I was. And that was after several months of crying myself to sleep, sometimes multiple times a day, mm -hmm. imagining the worst possible future for myself. Because I'm an only child of an only child. So when my parents are gone, I'm alone. I don't have anyone to lean on and I have health issues. So I would imagine myself stuck in a nursing home, in a depressing place with no friends and no one to advocate for me and no one to take care of me. And you can imagine that this just made my depression so much yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. And I was starting to figure out how bad things really were. And I woke up one morning to my 15-year-old cat throwing up violently for almost an hour straight and it was absolutely terrifying because during my long chronic illness and depression my cat was never more than a few feet from me i mean this was my best friend in the world my parents could pass away my grandparents could pass away friends could pass away but this cat was not leaving me. I was just not, not having it. <laughs> so uh, we went to the vet and the vet sent us home with antacids. And if you've ever tried to medicate a cat, it's, it's an adventure <laughs> to begin with. And I don't want to take antacids. So trying to give her an antacid <laughs> was not at the top of my list. And as you can guess, she wasn't having it either. But the vet didn't tell us what was wrong. There was no diagnosis. They didn't say, come back if it happens again. And I was still terrified. 
And I had met an animal communicator uh, many, many years before and had lost touch with her. And I thought, why, if I could track her down, maybe she could talk to my cat and like tell us what symptoms she was experiencing from, from her point of view so that I could tell the vet and maybe that would help with a diagnosis. So I, I looked up this woman and she was still in the area. So I called her and I think it took us about a half an hour to get around to the point where she said, okay, here's what's going on. Your cat is trying to help you process your crap. And it was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. And usually when, when pets do this for their people, they process, they take stuff on, they process it, and then they release it. And my cat wasn't releasing it. So it was building up in her body and making her sick. And this, the thought of losing my cat was enough for me to say, okay, after 25 years, I'm willing to get some help for my mental health issues. So I tell people all the time, please don't lose hope because the strangest things can turn yeah. your life. And I ended yeah. up uh, going slightly non-traditional, although it's becoming more, more okay. I didn't go to therapy. Um, I got a coach. Um, I'd been in therapy when I was younger and it just was not my cup of tea. It felt like I was rehashing the old stories, uh, getting worked up over them and then not processing them so that they didn't get me worked up anymore. And it just didn't feel productive. Yeah. So working with a coach, um, we talked about my stuff and some days I just cried and some days she gave me really great cognitive behavioral techniques that I had never heard of before. Yeah. Like, if you feel like that, what are you thinking about? And before long, I realized that I was lying to myself all the time. Like, yeah. I had chronic pain and I would tell myself that I hurt all over. And when I stopped and thought about it, it was like, no, I have a headache and my hip hurts. That's not all over. And so the, like just that one simple technique made a lot of changes for me. Yeah. And, and she, you know, she, this particular coach passed away. Um, and then I worked with someone who did gestalt coaching. Um, and then at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was on zoom, I was able to start taking classes, um, in animal communication actually, which was wonderful. Um, having practice once a week for 18 months was the thing I'd been waiting for for more than 20 years because I, yeah. I mean, I've wanted to be an animal communicator since I found out it was a thing in like 96 or 97. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, um, I just keep moving forward and, and, um, I'm now working with a coach, uh, that is a cognitive behavioral expert and I've gone through. Yeah. Why? So you use the word woo woo. So I'm going to go with uh, that, like that line of thinking. Where were you before that? You know, the the idea of like talking to animals. Like, have you always like? I don't even say like fascinated with animals, but have you always felt like there's something that like, you know, like the animals do have the ability to to speak to us, or was is is it 
did that come like second? Yeah, Does that make sense? Um, I think that came second. Um, yeah, I found out about animal communication not long after a, a really rough breakup, and it was one of the local bookstores was you know had authors in every Friday night, and I'd been thinking about yeah. going, and oh. You can learn to talk to animals. Okay, I'm going, you know. Um, and I remember being very skeptical and sitting there listening to this woman read for almost two hours. And every single person that she talked to, it was really apparent just in the words she chose that, he, that she was talking to different animals. And almost every single yeah. person would say... Yeah, that's right. That's what my pet would say if they could actually talk. And it took till almost the end of the night. And going through this breakup, we had this dog that was really my partner's dog, but had been left with me. And okay, well, yeah. do I keep the dog? Do I find a new home? Do I, you know, what do I yeah. do? And I finally raised my hand and asked and ended up keeping the dog. Um, it, it's just... I think from the very first time I found out it was a thing, it was like, holy cow, teach me this. Animals are just, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to say the typical, like they're innocent, but it's that unconditional love thing. And, and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you from talking to them, some of them talk back and are really sarcastic. I had a cat that cussed at me all the time, you know? <laughs> um, so it's not like they don't talk back, but I think because not everybody can hear them. And even those of us that listen to yeah. them, sometimes like if we're distracted, we don't hear them. Just like if you were having a conversation with another person. Um, so it feels like it's unconditional and they're not like, they're never going to take that away. And really they, my experience yeah. has been that they see us for what, for who we really are deep inside without all the crap that goes on in yeah. our heads. So they do love us unconditionally. It's not, you know, yeah. so I just, the idea of having a, a friend that loved me that much, having grown up as an only child, it was like, Oh, yes, please, please, yeah. please, 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 please. <laughs> Does it come with like, um, is it a love for like, you know, humans and, and a love for animals? Or is it this like wonderful intersection that we're just missing out on that there's like a, you know, a love for both. And that's why, you know, you kind of almost bridging the gap there, so to speak, is, you know, the fact that like you have this connection with an animal you have these similar connections with people. Why aren't they different? Um, so I think for me, or why are they, why are they different? Why do we treat them? Differently, yeah, I well, say. Sorry. Th that's a whole, like we could go into like colonial mindset and, and this whole <laughs> hierarchy of humans are better than animals or better than plants or better than whatever. Um, but for <laughs> me, it definitely started as a love for animals. Um, I, for years said, yeah. I will talk to an animal any day. I talk to their people because that's how I get paid, you know? <laughs> um, but as I have worked on my mental health, um, it's really changed how I see everybody. And so now it is this yeah. intersection where, um, yeah, I get to talk to a person about their pet and I can help make their pet's lives better but that also makes their life better, solving that problem, you know? Yeah.
This podcast is humbly sponsored by BetterHelp. As a holistic health coach turned mental health advocate, I know the importance of finding the right support. Why? Because I've been battling anxiety and depression for over 10 years, and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with their mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. All you do is just fill out a questionnaire and help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. I say this all not as someone telling you to simply click on another sponsor, but as someone who's been seeing a better health therapist for the past year. I've never felt more valued, respected, and full of hope for my mental clarity than I do with each passing session with my therapist. Join the 3 million plus people, that plus being me, who have taken charge of their mental health when experience better health therapists. As a special bonus offer to listeners, you get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. That's betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. Remember, just because you need help doesn't mean you're not worth helping. Walk me back to the moment then that you, you know, truly, I guess I realized this intersection exists when, you know, your cat is trying to talk to you and, you know, here's this person telling you that this is what's going on. Was it like an instant, like, oh, I get it. You, you know, like, it's like, you're right. You're right. Like I'm carrying around, you know, a lot of baggage and this cat just make me up. Or did it take a moment for you to go, yeah, no. That sounds, you might be right, but this is still a little bit kind of like weird. And then like days later, you're like, dang it. Like you're, you're spot on. Like where, what happened? There was, where, what, what there was a little bit there? of both there. Um, yeah. So yeah. I had, like I said, I had known her years before. And so I was familiar with kind of some of her philosophies. And as, and when she said like, you're carrying around a lot of crap, it was like, yeah, you know, like, but right. my cat is sick. Like, this yeah, is why you're here. <laughs> but I think even she, who had done this her entire life, was surprised that my cat was yeah. like a lot of animals help us process our stuff. But the fact that my cat wasn't releasing yeah. it was what really surprised both of us. So we had to spend a lot yeah. of time reminding her that like, if you're going to take it on, you have to release it or you're going to get sick. But, the, but it was also, you know, that prompt for me to get help so that my cat didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I mean, I mean, fascinating on, on many levels just cause I guess I'm like super open-minded, you know, at first. And then I, you know, yeah. filter it out later, like whether I want to, like yeah. how true this is. Um, but I'm also the kind of person that believes that like, you know, there's birds or, you know, a, you know, cats or dogs or whatever that like speak to you that like they exist in your life because that's somebody that's passed away in your life. You know, they're, you know, may have no reason whatsoever. They may not have even liked Cardinals or even like birds, but you know, you kind yeah. of feel that presence. Um, but it sounds like even you, like, even though you believe this and had been, you know, so, watch somebody do it, you know, years and years and years ago, you even kind of step back for a second. We're like, well, yeah, I mean, it just, 
Maybe. It wasn't what um, I was expecting. I was expecting her to say, like, you know, oh, she's got too much stomach acid and really does need the antacid or, you know, something. <laughs> I was expecting something medical. I wasn't expecting something what I'll yeah. call kind of woo-woo, you know, like not everybody yeah. believes that all this stuff can happen. And, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if yeah. I want to believe that because, you know, personal responsibility <laughs> and all, uh, but but yeah, yeah. It, it really was the catalyst that like I would not be here. I, I would be alive, but I would not be in the place where I am today. Um, which okay, is, yeah. you know, like I actually leave the house on. occasionally, you know, <laughs> which, which I could go two months at a time without leaving the house before. Yeah. Being on both sides, then you know the, the the skeptic and the believer. Why do you feel that that's the case for a lot of people that that they can't, whatever we're talking about, right? I mean, whether it's telepathy with animals or um, you, you know psychics or any of those kind of things. I, mean, I feel like they all kind of fall not necessarily in the same category. I can't say, but it's the same kind of initial reaction, at least, where you're just like, mm. <laughs> maybe in the movies, but this isn't happening but why do you feel people are like that in, in particular you know especially when it comes to your line of work um, my personal thoughts on it is that are oh no oh no 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 hang on my battery's gonna give me just a minute to grab my plug in just one sec sorry you're fine <laughs> <laughs> just knocking things down nothing okay sorry about that I, That's all right. I, I'm not sure why it ran out. Fast. No, no, no. Believe me, I. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the question was why don't why don't a lot of people believe this? My personal thoughts on this are yeah. that we have become such a science based prove it to me society, and science has not caught up with being able to prove that this exists. Um. I was raised by my yeah. mom, my dad, and my stepdad were all scientists. So there is a part of me that is very much like, let's just keep this simple when I do it. Um, yeah. And there are things that like, I don't, I tend to not get into the really deep woo woo stuff that some people, so, I mean, the animal community, there's all different kinds of animal <laughs> communicators that focus on different things, just like coaches kind of. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just, I'm, I try to be really clear with my boundaries and I've just, I remember when I came out as an animal communicator, like it really did feel like coming out of the closet. Um, I was going to say, as soon as you said that, I'm like, that felt exactly like what <laughs> someone would say. <laughs> um, it was after both my dad and my stepdad had passed away. And honestly, like. I think my dad was the one that I would have been the most worried about, but since he was had passed, that wasn't as big a deal. Um, my mom was super supportive of it, um, but I was worried about like what some of my extended family that like grew up on ranches would be like. Wait, you want to talk to my cow? Like really? <laughs> no. Yeah. My cow's not telling me yeah, anything. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was already the weird city cousin, so it's been fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in my family's asked me to talk to their animals, but that's okay. You know, when I when I came out, I decided that 
if people weren't interested, then we just wouldn't talk about it and that would be okay. You know? Yeah. I feel like, I mean, that like this one, I don't want to say easier. That's probably the wrong term for it, but you know, when it comes to, you, you know, you, you people talk saying that they, you know, um, can speak to dead, dead, then, you know, things like that. I feel like this one's like an easier connection though, for people to make, because it's like, probably. I don't know. I mean, not that you don't love, probably. not that you don't love your, 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 your fellow human being, you know, your cousin, whatever passed away. But like, I feel like connecting to the, you know, sometimes people have more of a connection yeah. to their animals than they do, you know, yeah. their own family member, you know? Um, so to hear to hear that like, people still have a hiccup with that is, is well, interesting. You know, I mean, I, in all honesty, I have only had one person come to me and say, like, I want to know more about this. And that partway through the conversation, I had to say, wait, I don't think you realize that I mean, I talk to animals using telepathy. And she went, she, she, <laughs> and she went, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, I'm not interested in that. And we just changed the subject and talked about something else. Like, <laughs> I didn't feel judged by yeah. it or anything. It was just, oh, I misunderstood what you meant by animal communication. Yeah. I thought you meant yeah. studying how animals communicate with each other. And and we were fine with that. Oh, so, so people have been yeah. much more accepting than I expected them to be when I came out of the closet. Yeah. But um, I think... Part of that was was being in a place where the people who need me will find me and the rest of them don't really matter yeah. was kind of the mindset that I had to take yeah. on. And you're right. Um, people spend yeah. more time with their pets. There's that whole unconditional love thing that that, you know, and yeah. I get all the time, even people that don't believe in this are like, can you tell me what my dog's thinking right now? Like, yeah. like, we want to know uh, I mean, so bad what they're talking about. <laughs> what they're thinking. <laughs> Why are they barking at the window when there's nothing there? Like, we want to know that stuff. So, because we spend so much time with know. them. And yeah. the, the great thing, yeah, yeah the great thing it. about this is I usually get some kind of confirmation right away. And what I, you know, like, I try to ask some introductory questions when I talk to an animal, like, what are your favorite things? Who, who, you know, like, of course you love everybody in the family, but who do you spend the most time with? What do you, what are your favorite activities? And that helps both me and the human know I was talking to the right, the right and animal. Um, but it also yeah. is, is there, the person will often be like, Oh yes, he does love chasing the tennis ball or the football or whatever it is. That's slightly unique is, Oh no, his ball is green, not yellow, or helps them. That's, that's fascinating, it really is. Yeah. I've been doing this for years, I mean, and I, I still that, find I mean, it fascinating. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's just, I mean, I mean, how many times did you know just that? Like, you know, people say, like, you know, I wish I knew what you were thinking. Like, if they really process yeah. what they just said, this yeah. makes total sense. You know, like, yeah, maybe we can't explain it. You know, maybe we just haven't caught up to, like you said, the science hasn't caught up to it yet. But I think that's where, you know, a lot of things, you know, should be placed when it comes to, you know, the stigmas and the conspiracies and all that. It's like, not just, you know, you know, this is nuts. Yeah. We're out. 
Um, but like, hold on. This yeah. is still weird, but <laughs> it's weird right now. It may not be weird in a year from now, 10 years from now, once we've figured out the why. Like, I feel like we're losing our losing our curiosity yeah. on things like that, you know, and just kind of plugging into the fact that, like, I don't understand it. So we're just not going to to talk about it. So thank you for, thank you yeah, for talking and I'm about it. A, a, a what I always use as a comparison to help explain like the science isn't there yet. And we're just not, not everybody believes this yet is I'm old enough to remember when chiropractors were starting to hit the mainstream just enough for there to be like yeah. news stories on them. And and there would be, yeah. you know, like MDs would come on and be like, this is dangerous. They're all quacks. And, yeah. and you know, nowadays, like even Medicare covers chiropractors. <laughs> yeah. I had, I mean, I'm, I had, so I'm 42 to give you like a, a baseline of where I'm going with this. When I said I had a, two friends in middle school. Um, so that puts me at like 93, 94. Um, and one of them's dad was a gynecologist and the other ones was a, a chiropractor. And I can distinctly remember. And sometimes he'd say it to it, like to him, not like being mean. Um, but I guess they're like, his dad must've joked about it, but he called him like, your dad's not a real doctor. Like and it's because he didn't go to that many years of medical school. So yeah, it's a good example. Right. I mean, even, even something is, it's not woo woo at all. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, like we haven't figured it out. I remember that I can still like picture one of the doctors on TV being like, this is dangerous. They could hurt you. You could end up paralyzed. <laughs> and, you know, and now it. Yeah. And you could. You're not wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to okay. stop learning. Well, and about it, it. it um, turns out, because I, I have a chiropractor that we actually talk about this stuff these days. <laughs> um, it turns out that like when they break necks in the movies, like it is nowhere near that easy. Our necks are way like no. nowhere near. And I was like, oh, well that's what I get for watching a lot of movies and believing them. But she, when I asked her one day, I was go. like, you know, every time a chiropractor tries to adjust my neck, I like this thought goes through my head. And she was like, yeah, it's, it's really, really hard to break me. a neck. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a little <laughs> bit easier to deal with then. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's the same kind of thing to me that, that science just hasn't yeah. got to a place where it can prove this like, like other things. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for thank sharing you. the story. What's Your Story is produced by me, JD, with background piano music by Chad Lawson. These beautiful, inspiring, wonderful stories, they're all yours, listener. So if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragilemoments.org slash tellyourstory. If there's something that rang a bell with you today or something that truly touched your heart in today's episode, let me know by sending me an email at jd.jedi at fragilemoments.org. Or you can just tag the show at at storysharingpod on Twitter as well as Instagram. Thanks once again for choosing to listen, and I look forward to hearing your story one day, because we all have within us a story to tell, a song yet unsung.